I confess, I thought vaginas started where my cock started. The first time a girl pulled her pants down in front of me and I didn't see a vagina right there, I assumed she didn't have one. (laughs) And I awkwardly left the room. And that's why sex education is important. This podcast is intended for those 18 and older. If that's not you, please head to scarlatine.com and come back to this podcast when you are of age. Thank you for listening to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin-based storytelling series featuring smart, sexy stories in front of a live audience. Between performances, we ask audience members to anonymously submit confessions of their own, which are then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear was recorded on July 18th, 2013 by Holly Lorca, an Austin, Texas comedian and Bedpost Confessions fan favorite. Here's Holly reading a piece about her life with strap-ons. I'm going to tell you guys something tonight, and I struggled with how to do it appropriately. I'm going to tell you about some sexual experiences I've had, and I don't want to sound like I'm exploiting them or being vulgar. Having a woman share her body with me is an extreme privilege, and it's always intimate. But I can't tell you what I need to tell you without talking about some sex in a less than reverent way. I really want to tell you this story. It's one I wish I'd heard when I was young. It might have saved me a lot of awkward moments and regret and money. I got the idea to write a piece about strap-ons while I was shopping at Nordstrom. I've been excited a lot while shopping at Nordstrom, but never so much as when I thought to write this. I wasn't even in the strap-on department. I was just looking at sunglasses when it popped into my head. This is where we play Guess What's in My Pants. As I've shared with you before... I love you guys. As I've shared with you before, I was born without my penis a birth defect that has plagued me and caused me issues my entire life. For whatever reason, while I was still in utero, God plucked it from me like a fig and left me with a hole full of confusion where it used to be. I like to imagine me trying to hold onto it and fight while God reached into my mother and did his will. But tiny baby hands are no defense. Against a God who knows that Holly will need some stories to tell at this fucking show. For obvious reasons, I spent a great deal of time imagining that I had a penis. 
I even had dreams about it. Maybe the way someone who's lost his legs dreams about running through a wheat field. In my dreams, my wheat field was full of beautiful girls. And my body, when it was whole, ran amok all over that field and those poor girls. I've been waking myself up by humping air ever since I can remember. Isn't that cute? I've told you a lot of this. As far as I was concerned, I actually had a penis, except physically. My invisible penis was so magical that it got me through sex with boys and girls that wasn't supposed to have anything to do with my penis. I inserted it into situations that didn't even have anything to do with sex. Because I was perverted, you guys. And I was good at it. But all the time I was thinking about and dreaming about this part of me that I wanted so badly. I never once thought about what it might look like. And I never saw it in my dreams. Maybe because it was always busy being inside of something. So when that sweet, dirty girl took me to the adult store to buy my first replacement penis and blow my mind, I had no idea why I picked the one I did. I honestly didn't put much thought into it besides, that black one looks cool. (laughs) Why did I want a black one? I didn't want to be black. I listened to Hall and Oates for God's sake. But I sure wanted it. Maybe it's the same as how I really like black cars. Every car I've ever owned has been black. I like how shiny and fast they look when they're clean. So maybe it's the same thing with the strap-ons? They look shiny and fast when they're clean. (laughs) To this day, every penis I've had a choice about has been black. My ex-wife wanted me to buy a Caucasian one. It's not that she wasn't into interracial sex. It's just that she was sweet and thought it would be a more realistic experience for me. But all I could think was, but then it wouldn't be black. (laughs) The first strap-on I bought, though, was pretty crappy. I guess I wasn't overly concerned about quality, as I didn't yet know how much I'd be wanting to use my new penis, which ended up being a lot. It was cheap, and I don't recommend ever getting a cheap one. Because if you know anything about quality fucking, you know you're going to break that shit at a highly inopportune moment. Even though she'll mostly be saying, slow down. Things will eventually speed up and you'll need to kick it into four-wheel drive. 
Cheap strap-ons do not have four-wheel drive. Game over. So I immediately broke that one. The part that held the dildo to the harness ripped off, and I was left with a sideways dangling dick that would make any man wince. Sorry, sir. The second strap-on I bought was a black thing that was shaped kind of like a penis, but more like an angry nun. And it strapped onto my thigh. What the fuck? I guess we can blame that on the Lilith Fair. Because in 1995, Lilith Fair lesbian culture, that was the politically correct type of sexual attachment pleasure device to have. One that didn't look like a penis or even attach where a penis is supposed to go. Because lesbians hated men back then. This one had its advantages for me though. I could simultaneously hump a girl's leg while fucking her with a nun. Thank you. It was, it was good for an amateur like me. Humping something besides air was nice. Then we broke up. And I learned the rules about lesbian breakups and penises. Someone gets the dog. Someone gets the camping equipment. And no one gets the dick. Poor little nun. It gets thrown away, along with the Sarah McLachlan albums you bought together. In other words, this shit gets expensive. When we broke up, I had to throw away all my toys. But that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, because then I moved to San Francisco. I took a travel nurse assignment and was there for three months. A week after moving there, I started fucking my boss. Because that's a really good idea. If you'd seen her, you would have wanted me to fuck her. <laughs> she was a Pisces, which meant she was the good kind of dirty and she could sense immediately that I was born to fuck with a penis. Mostly because I told her. <laughs> she told me about a store named Good Vibrations. And something called the Fieldo, which is a dildo that has a knobby thing attached to it that goes into your vagina and holds it on. This way, you don't need to strap it on. There isn't all the hurried buckling and fumbling, and it looks more realistic without the harness. It's just there being awesome. It sounded like a great idea. I was going to get a new dick. 
When I went to get one, I was disappointed to learn that they didn't come in black. <laughs> just bright blue or bright purple. I wondered just how realistic that would look. I would never drive a bright blue or bright purple car, you guys. I bought the purple one because the blue one was just too big, even for a Pisces. It was weird putting it up in there. I'm not used to putting anything except the normal everyday things into my vagina. And the knobby part of this thing was really big in order to hold it in. So putting this on was even more awkward than putting on a harness. Let's just say I did a lot of deep breathing and wincing. <laughs> but I finally got it up there and my fieldo was ready for action. When my boss and I started at it though, things got weird. Because the whole time I was fucking her, doing a good job, listening to her awesome Pisces sex noises. The fieldo was wiggling inside of my vagina. So I had to feel and think about my vagina. It was like going to a really great party where everyone's drinking and dancing and making out and then you realize your mom is sitting in the corner watching you. If I'm fucking you with my penis, even if it's bright purple, I don't want my vagina at that party, thanks. This is ridiculous. When I left San Francisco, I left my boss, but I didn't leave my fieldo because that relationship wasn't about love. It was about her red hair and getting a good work schedule. And while I didn't really care so much for this toy, it was expensive and I was tired of throwing shit away. <laughs> I packed it up in a box with a bunch of my other stuff and mailed it back home so I wouldn't have to smuggle my bright purple vagina dick onto the plane. <laughs> I got a call five days later from the friend I sent my stuff to saying that en route, a hole had been ripped in the corner of the box. And when it arrived at her door, my bright purple vagina dick was sticking out of it. I like to imagine the FedEx guy used it as a handle. The next time I went shopping for a penis replacement, I spared no expense. I had learned some lessons, you guys. I was tired of being disappointed. This was my dick, after all. I was finally going to have exactly what I wanted. What I bought was called a Jaguar. And that made me very happy. It was an expensive, shiny black dick that looked like a dick housed in a high-end leather harness with chrome buckles. <laughs> Rar. <laughs> the leather smelled amazing coming out of the package. The first time I put it on, 
It felt like I was putting on a really great motorcycle jacket and I was going to go for a great ride. This setup was an unstoppable pair. When I wore it, I didn't think about my vagina at all. And when I kicked it into four-wheel drive, the leather kept up and made that great creaking sound and nothing broke. My penis was sleek and sturdy and classic, perhaps like me, if I was also black and didn't still listen to Hall and Oates. I've had this harness ever since. It's been seven years, and I've stopped throwing away my dick after failed love affairs because it's fucking mine. And it's awesome, and it will never break. And I know it so well that all the usual fumbling and buckling of getting a boner isn't an issue. Because... It's the Jaguar. Here's where I want to yell at men for not realizing how easy and wonderful they have it. Guys, you get excited. You get a boner. You're not in the fifth grade math class anymore. It's awesome. You're ready to go. You don't have to put anything on except maybe a condom. You get to be inside of a girl and have both arms free all of the time both arms free (laughs) to do things like put around a girl and hold her to you while you're inside of her or to hang onto a girl's hands or pull her hair or spank her or just sweetly touch her to show her how in awe you are of her without finding innovative ways to hold yourself up (laughs) many of the times that I have sex I'm not wearing the Jaguar Either I'm not at home, or it's not convenient, or I'm feeling particularly shy. These times, I don't have both arms free. I'm using one to be in the good places, which, don't get me wrong, is the bomb diggity. But it sucks that I can't just fuck a girl with the natural way my hips move when I get turned on. I have to also coordinate another body part with it. And if I'm on the wrong side of a girl, I have to worry about how subpar my left pitching arm is. And wonder if it's too awkward to stop and hop on over to the other side, where I can really bring the hammer down. I can't fuck a girl when she sits on top of me unless I want to break my hand or use my thumb, which always feels a little weird to me because sex is not bowling, y'all. So when I want to be inside of a girl and have both arms free, I have to plan and be well-coordinated. I need to make sure she's okay with using a strap-on, so there needs to be some sort of discussion about it. It's usually implied that guys will have a boner during sex, but I have to ask. Also, I have to make sure I've run the dishwasher recently. (laughs) 
because no one ever got laid by saying, here, let me wash this first. (laughs) And even though I'm pretty good at putting on the Jaguar by now, it can still be a little awkward and things will have to stop while I do it. FYI, once it's on, I may have to get up and walk around with it on for a minute. Maybe go get a beer from the refrigerator. Because I just like the way that looks and feels, okay? I'm about to run through your wheat field. Give me a minute to get used to my legs. Then everything is awesome, and my magical penis gets to actually exist in the world, and it magically works the way I want it to, and I'm not even dreaming. Sometimes it's even as good as my dreams ever were. Like the time I had sex with an amazing girl when she was covered in gold glitter. Because I am very, very lucky. When we were done, I looked down at the Jaguar, and it too was covered in glitter. I stared at it, shimmering in the near darkness, and I thought, I am a unicorn! (laughs) When I picked it up off the floor and put it in the dishwasher the next day, I was sad. Though I needn't have been sad, because the universal truth about glitter is true. It never really goes away. I'm still finding that shit in my house. Then there was the time I was driving back from a date I had in the country. I'd spent the afternoon fucking a beautiful, sweet woman in the middle of nowhere getting incredibly sweaty while scorpions skittered across the floor and cows watched me through the windows. It was a day like John Wayne might have had. Giddy up, pilgrim. It only got better when, on the way home, I realized that I had both my black strap on and my black gun in the black Hyundai with me. (laughs) What I thought besides how cool my life is was, what if I went to Red's gun range on the way home? (laughs) What if instead of the gun, I took my strap on in, (laughs) slapped it on the counter and said, I'd like to buy some live rounds for this thing. Because this fucker's been shooting blanks for years. Don't worry, I just drove home and loaded the dishwasher. So here's the good news. Now I can relax about the whole missing penis thing. I don't have to be busy in my head and my dreams, sticking it into everyone and everything like a 14-year-old boy anymore. I've learned how to make smart purchases and deal with the awkwardness and work it out in this other way. 
and it meets those needs to some degree. Now I have time to do other things, like write about it (laughs) and shop at Nordstrom (laughs) and learn how not to be angry with God anymore for what he did to me so very long ago and say yee-haw a lot. Bed Post Confessions is produced by myself, Sadie Smythe of That'sWhatSadieSaid.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, and Mia Martina of the I Want Your Sex podcast at MiaOnTop.com. This podcast is produced by Ian Danskin of InnuendoStudios.com and sponsored by Little Shop of O's. For all of your sex toy needs, head to LittleShopOfO's.com. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at BedpostConfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we leave you with a few more audience confessions. I confess I make my straight male dates suck my 12-inch strap-on. I confess... I confess, I was nine months pregnant with my first child. The first time I realized I was a squirter, there was such a mess I thought my water broke. (laughs) 